Hello everyone, welcome to the broadcast today. We're so glad you tuned in, whether you're watching on the broadcast or listening on the podcast. We're so thrilled to have you with us today. Beverly Maddox and my name's Kent Maddox. <laughs> we'll be talking to you today on a very powerful subject, freedom from rejection. And it is going to be a revelatory day. My wife Beverly has written this book. It's very, very powerful, wonderful revelation. It is going to be powerful as we spend this time together today. So thank you so much for being with us. Well, I really uh, am excited about sharing this because the title of the book is Rejection Revealed, Are You Relationship Challenged? And what I have found, this isn't a like an autobiographical book about all of my challenging relationships. It's about growing and evolving in relationships and how to really trust the Lord as you are growing in those. And understanding that sometimes when God has rejected you from something or allowed you to be in a position where you feel rejected, then He has something better for you. And it's going to be a powerful a revelation from God's Word when you really get the revelation and understand it. It is very possible that God is right in the midst of your rejection and the benefits on the other side are remarkable. And so you want to stay tuned and uh, you want to be a part of this discussion today. I promise you it's going to be a blessed time. We're going to take you to a testimony here in just a minute of our one of our recovery students. And man, the Lord continues to do powerful things in recovery. Oh my gracious, I am so honored to be a part of this. You really just, I feel that we are aligned. We know who we are, we know our identity, and we are aligned. And God is now empowering us right along with all these amazing students. And we get to be a part of that. It's the honor of our lives. Some of you may not know this, but we have over 300 individuals that live here on campus with us at Word Alive International Outreach that are going through recovery. And we're seeing remarkable transformation in their lives. So you'll be hearing from Joshua Minton today and his story, and it's very, very powerful. I know you'll be blessed by that. We also have a movement here all in Alabama where we're working in all 67 counties of Alabama, seeing transformation through a discipleship method of our transformation experience, but also through prayer and intercession. And so I'd love for you to find out more about that in our all in Alabama movement. And of course, Word Alive International Outreach. That's our local work here, our apostolic hub or center, and then our international works around the world. We're working now currently, I think, in 15 different nations in transformation. And so you can be a part of all of this transformation movement in what we call our transformationcommunity.online. This gives you access, number one, to a daily email that gives you access to all these ministries, number one. Number two, it gives you prophetic insight, prophetic revelation. And most people I talk to are using it as a devotion. Oh my like gosh. It's so, it's so full of it. knowledge from the Word of God that every day you just open it up in your email and that's your devotion for the day. And so it's well, a very powerful tool. Well, we've had pastors say, I think I'm going to preach this. <laughs> and we hope you do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's very, very powerful. And so it's free of charge and you can get it right there delivered to your inbox. Just go to transformationcommunity.online. But then also we have a resource called our Transformation Experience. It's a workbook with four videos, a four-week uh, process where it talks about identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment. And this is a very valuable tool to ignite transformation in your life, but also 
cause you to become an agent of change in your spheres of influence. And so uh, hopefully you can get you know, be a part of that. I think it's a $1.99 processing fee uh, just to get it to you, uh, delivered to you. And well so, worth it. Yes, and you can, if you'd like, of course we have hard books of uh, the workbooks that you can get, especially it's designed to do in a group. And then last but not least, of course you can give. And without your hosp hospitality and generosity here toward us, uh, we can't continue to do all that God's called us to do. So thank you so much for those who've chosen to partner with us in our transformation community. What is our mission? What is our vision? To trans see transform lives, transform a state, and transform nations. Literally to be an epicenter of freedom and transformation for the world. So thank you for considering being part of our transformation community. We want to take you now to a very powerful testimony from Joshua Minton. It blessed us and I know it will bless you and then we'll come back and we'll talk about freedom from rejection. So watch or listen to this and be blessed. My name is Joshua Minton and this is my testimony. Growing up, I mean, my life wasn't too bad, you know. I, I went to nine different schools. My parents was divorced. It, it was rough. I mean, my mom, she moved about two hours away. And every weekend, that drive, every weekend, it was, it was tough. You know, I didn't understand it for a long time. I did, at an early age, I want to say about 12, lose my little brother. He had drowned my youngest brother. And uh, that took a, a big toll on my life. And I started off with marijuana. You know, I started going to parties and got around people. I guess it, I just wanted to be cool and it, it led to other things such as meth, heroin, pills, alcohol, heavy substance abuse. Started going to jail at an early age, catching possession after possession charges, stolen vehicles, and then along came my big charge, the trafficking methamphetamine, and I, I got pulled over one night and went back to jail and got stuck on a bond revocation and my only way out was to go to a rehab or go back to prison. When I first got here, I didn't take leadership too well. You know, I had always been stuck in a crowd. I didn't stick out much. I didn't want to be here. You know, I was just here to get my charges dropped. But God changed my life and I really, really started working the program. When I first got here, I didn't too much believe in God. You know, I knew there was a higher power, but it took people like Brother Johnny and Sister Nikki to open my eyes and feel God for the first time. And when I felt it, I, I ran with it, you know, and it's an amazing feeling. One thing that I have really learned from this program is, is leadership skills. Uh, three months in, I, I became a dorm leader. You know, I, I started helping staff. I started hanging around better people. And eventually it led to me being the head dorm leader and here I am two weeks before I'm going home. I just became a team leader at work. All my relationships have started coming together. My relationship at home with my soon-to-be wife and my kids, they come every Sunday. They love being with their daddy. You know, I get to go home every weekend and that's, that's a blessed and amazing feeling. And then it, it feels really good to be able to call my mom and dad and them not have to stress about me asking for money and them losing sleep over that late night phone call that I'm dead or in jail. For anybody that's going through it, I know it's tough, trust me. I never would have thought that I'd be here in this spot. God changed my life and I really, really started working the program. And if, if you start working the program, I promise you, you can be in the same predicament I am. 
I get so excited about these testimonies. Oh my gosh, and he's so young. Yes. I mean, he's got his whole life yeah. ahead of him. And he realizes, I'm a leader. Yes. I am, by design, I am designed to lead. Just love every second of that. Thank you so much for your continued uh, generosity toward us here at Word Alive International Outreach. And we really appreciate it. It allows us to continue to minister transformation, not just to the state of Alabama, but to individuals like Joshua, and of course, to nations around the world. So thank you so much for your generosity. You can give at uh, transformationcommunity.online. Uh, and you can give and contribute toward our efforts here. And so we really appreciate that. Also, I want to let you know that well, as we're talking about freedom from rejection, we've got a whole brand new freedom series available based on Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has made us free. This is the book that we're gonna be talking about today, freedom from rejection. We have freedom from unforgiveness, freedom from failure. We have freedom from chaos, freedom <laughs> from addiction, freedom from prayerlessness. It's a bundle. So you can get either one book or the bundle of books. And I promise you, it will minister freedom to you. So that's lifeoffreedom.com site, lifeoffreedom.site, those resources are available. When we jump into the conversation today about freedom from rejection, se several years ago, Beverly and I uh, had a revelation and Beverly wrote very powerfully about it in this book, Freedom from Rejection, Are You Relationship Challenged? And it was just born out of a real experience, of course, and revelation. Now, we talked about this and laughed recently. You know, you write these books out of revelation and then you have to live it out. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> so, you know, you get a revelation and you write about freedom from unforgiveness and freedom from rejection or freedom from failure. And oh, then, God will give you an opportunity to live it. He certainly will. And then you have to walk it out. And so I say that laughing and crying at the same time, but it is a powerful revelation. Let me just get you get us started on it. It comes from uh, Psalm 118. And Many of us have heard uh, uh, this scripture probably more than once. Sang it. Yes, yeah, sang it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Many of us have started our days, started church services, started events by saying, proclaiming, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But when you read that in context, the way it's written, it is totally different from the way we've used it. Let me just read it to you real quick. This is Psalm 118, starting with verse 22. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. Yes. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We realize by revelation, when the Lord is saying, this is the day the Lord has made, this is our day of rejection. Because when we look back at it, we'll be able to see that this was the Lord's doing. And it is now marvelous in our eyes because of what God was trying to accomplish through it to order to bless us and move us into our purpose and our destiny. And so based on that scripture, this book was written and it is powerful. Well, honestly, the whole premise, and the more that you understand how often we sing this, this is the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice, we will rejoice, we will be glad in that. We don't really understand what we're declaring and decreeing because had Christ not been rejected, had he not gone to the cross, we wouldn't be sitting here sharing this. This this is the whole premise. So each one of us has a, a 
predestined, if you want to, a day, a date that we're going to experience rejection because that's that's how God has designed us. And it's for our evolution. It's for our growth. And so exactly what does rejection mean? It means to refuse to accept, consider, use, or submit to, to refuse to hear, receive, or admit, repel, to rebuff, or to withhold, love from, to throw out as useless or unsatisfactory. Mm. And so this is the part of growing in the Lord that so many people don't understand. And uh, when my first book was published, I could not call him father. I had a feeling that <laughs> the enemy was just going to really come in and that there would be so many things because the enemy doesn't want us to walk in forgiveness. He doesn't want us to walk in love and he doesn't want us to work, walk in mercy and grace. And so uh, much as I expected the rejection, not just of the, the book, because the book was actually very well received, for, from people that really needed to hear it, but from my peers and a lot of people that I would have believed would have been supportive, not so much, which I was prepared for that. The Lord prepared me for that day of rejection. And I've come to understand, especially in relationships, because rejection revealed, are you relationship challenged? Because we all have challenges in our relationships, whether we're mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, cousins, nephews, co-workers, co-laborers, friends, frenemies, however you want to look at it, there will come that moment in your relationship where there is friction. And sometimes you can amicably agree to disagree. And other times you, the relationship is just over and you go your separate ways. And in chapter six, which I cannot tell you how many times I have referred back to this chapter six, Rejection Revealed, as I have gone through my Christian walk, I've gone through my journey, I've grown as uh, a young woman into an er, an older woman, <laughs> a young mother to now being a grandmother and a great grandmother. And understanding that when I can embrace a day of rejection, the Lord showed it to me so clearly. And it was as if I was in uh, now, for those of you who are not cooks, who have never ever had to sift flour because you're not a baker, if you can just imagine a sifting, like when you shake the flour through to get all the little tiny grainy bits out, because I love to bake, so this is very familiar to me. But if you can picture yourself as if you were on a large sifting screen, and all of a sudden you're just walking along and you're enjoying life, you're enjoying your marriage, you're enjoying your children, you're enjoying your best friend, and then let's just say a topic like politics or religion or what ingredient you put in your whatever you're baking and someone happens to disagree with it. The next thing you know, you go from just walking along on your life journey to being in the middle of this massive screen where you're being shaken mm. and sifted. And just like those little grainy things that are in your flour, or in your rice and the things that have to be removed at, that are debris, you find yourself like you're bouncing around with a lot of rocks and it's your friend or your husband or your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your friend, your frenemy, and they're the one throwing the rocks at you. And you bounce and you bounce up and down and you're thrown and you're tossed and you don't, your normal is, is now 
no longer existent and everything in your life shifted and changed and you're feeling a sense of despair because you don't understand why you've not been accepted, why you're no longer agreeable, why things are no longer amicable, why you're not friends any longer, why you've been rejected in your marriage, why you're no longer loved or found to be lovely. And all of a sudden, everything that you knew is way on the other side of the screen and you're over in another whole part of the process. And that's exactly what the day of rejection is meant for. It's meant for you to continue to grow because not everyone is going to be able to go on your journey mm. with you. And you have to be separated, just like the chaff and the wheat. And I love that whole scripture about the chaff and the wheat because God said, just let it grow together. And at the day of harvest, you'll know what to harvest because the wheat, because of the seed, begins to bow down to the earth, yet the chaff stands up mm. strong and sturdy, but the wheat bows down. So you know that's your harvest. And what I have found in every day of rejection that I have ever experienced is that on the other side of that, God has something so extraordinary for me. And a relationship shift and change opens the door for a new and a beginning. There are always going to be endings, but for every ending, there is a brand new beginning. And when you can begin to embrace that and you can begin to see what God is doing as he takes you along your life's journey, you begin to welcome those shifts and changes and you begin to welcome the new and you begin to understand that you're still just as lovable and lovely and accepted, maybe just not by the same people. And that's okay because wherever they landed on that screen of life after they were tossed around and rocks were thrown at them. They land with the people group they're supposed to be with where they can continue to learn and grow and evolve and become the very best version of themselves as God allows them to identify who they are, who they're to be aligned with and empowered by and what their assignments are. And so the day of rejection is really designed for your benefit. And I could tell you story after story story, I used to ask Kent over and over repeatedly as shifts and changes and seasons would end because I had this really, I think, unrealistic expectation that everyone that you started life out with, especially as Christians, that we were all going to be perfected and that we were all going to mature together and we were all going to have the same experience. And at the end of the day, when we were sitting around in our slippers and having coffee, <laughs> that we would all be finishing each other's sentences and telling the same hero's journey stories of all of the dragons that we slayed and how we overcame together and what a victorious troop we were. I mean, it was unrealistic, but it really is true. It's just not always going to be with the same people. Everyone will be sharing their testimonies of mm. overcoming. They'll be overcoming in a different tribe, in a, a different territory, because that's how God has raised us up. He's raised us up so that once we have become mature believers, soldiers in the army of the Lord, that He can then give us our mission. And yes, in war, we're separated. But in peacetime, we can come back together. We can share our stories together and we are accepted, we are validated, we are affirmed. And I just want to encourage you, if in fact you are in a, a situation right now where you're feeling rejected, accept it. Accept it, be empowered by it, and move on. And one thing I do want to encourage women especially, 
we really need to support one another. We need one another because we bring so much to the table. We're smart. We multitask. We know how to get things done. We're hard workers. We're great support systems for one another. And you know, even in shifts when things change, keep praying for your friend. Keep loving them. There may be distance in the geographical terrain, but there's no distance in the spirit. And you may have had an argument. You may have had a disagreement. You may not even see each other ever again, but that doesn't mean you stop loving one another and stop caring about them and believing God's best because the day of rejection truly is the day that the Lord has made and we embrace it and we are glad in it. And I have to say, I really wish that I had had some kind of information before I reached my early 30s about Deuteronomy chapters 28 where the blessings and the curses are and landed in Deuteronomy 30 because this is what the Lord mm. says about it. He said, I have put not as far away as the mountains, not as deep as the ocean. I have put nigh unto your own mouth the choice. You may choose this day life or death. I wish I could have seen the expression on my face the first time I ever read it. I went back and read the whole thing all over again. Why did I not know this information? How did I know that I could choose? I could choose life in the day of rejection, in the day of abandonment, in the day of betrayal, the day of abuse, the day of loss, the day when trust just absolutely fled. All of the things, the things that happen to you from the very moment you enter into to this earth realm, into this world. If we have that information and we can choose life, not death, and it's right here in the power of our mouth, my goodness, if you don't hear anything else that I am saying to you today, choose life. Whatever you've been rejected from, trust me, my friend, it was for your benefit and God has something so much better for you. Wow, this, you just need a mic drop. <laughs> It's so much a part of me. I mean, I, could, I used to couldn't figure out exactly what it was about me that was so off-putting to people, but I really figured it out. It's because I'm not supposed to stay where I was. I'm supposed to keep moving and to progress. And there are always going to be different people where I have an opportunity to spend life and love and laugh and be disappointed and be appointed, all of the things. But God designed me to keep moving. I'm a pioneer. I'm a builder. He has a very specific design for me. And just the truth of the matter is, I don't think everyone is designed that way, but it took me such a long time to understand that. You can't project onto other people how you're designed. You have to accept them exactly where they are. And I've shared this on this broadcast before. Sometimes I just go to meddling because I think that I can make things better. Well, that's not my job. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the spirit of wisdom. That's God sending his truth to you and his revelation and illumination. That's, it's not my job nor my portion. My job and my portion is to hear from him to keep moving into my destiny. And whatever is to be shared is because someone has asked that of me. And I can pour out freely when it's asked of me. But if it's not, then I just keep right on moving to my destiny just like you're moving to yours. So if you have found yourself in a place of rejection, it really is because God is validating you. You are affirmed. You are accepted. You are loved. And you are his beloved daughter and son. And that's who we are. We identify as daughters and sons of the Most High God. 
Beautiful. I feel like I've just watched a dynamic sports play and now I've got commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking I've been taking notes. I've got notes. I've got things to say about this dynamic play you just oh made. Oh my goodness. This is let me give you some points that as I was gleaning this, Beverly was powerfully delivering that message to us. Uh, one, God's plan for your rejection is based on his jealousy for your destiny. That's true. And so he is so jealous over our destinies to make sure we get That's with true. the right people at the right place at the right time with for the right connections. He will allow us because as humans, we don't want to leave. We don't want to go different places. Well, especially for you, you want the party well, to we keep leave our, and we going. leave our comfort zones. Yes. So God will reject you from that and move you so that you can find your place because he is very jealous over your destiny. I can give you many uh, biblical examples, but I'll just give you a three or four. One, Jesus, rejected by his own. He came into his own, his own received him not. Why? God didn't send Jesus just for the Jewish people. He sent him for the world. If he had not been rejected by the Jewish people, the world would have never gotten Jesus. See how powerful that is. Joseph, Joseph, beloved of his father, right. uh, born among his brothers, rejected by his family. Why? He had to go ahead of them to Egypt. So when the famine got there, he was well in advance of them to already provide the way. It, the same brothers that rejected him in the end needed him to feed them. And you see God's provision in that powerful rejection. Paul and Peter, if they hadn't been rejected from their spheres of influence, Peter, if he hadn't been rejected from the Jews, he would have never been sent That's to the right. Gentiles. Paul, if he had never been rejected by the Gentiles, would have not been sent to the Jews. And you see it playing out. Abraham, if he hadn't been rejected from his father's home, he would have never made it into the promised land. And so you see the power of that. A promise in the Bible I have for that is God never takes away the old without establishing the new, and the new is always better. Last commentary. Relationships, Bev mentioned. I love this saying, relationships come into your life this way, some for a reason, some for a season, and some for a lifetime. And you can't make them fit where That's they don't right. fit. Some people are just sent to your life for a reason. Either they needed you or you needed them. And once that transaction's over, it's over. Some are for a season. It's just a time, a season that you needed to be with them and they needed to be with you, but that ends. And then some are for a lifetime. And so when you discern that, it makes it easier to transition. But there again, it's only by rejection can you leave because no one ever chooses to leave. And there's normally something that brings us to this place of rejection. But the freedom in it and the revelation is that God is in control. We'll read the scripture one more time. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You need to get the book, Freedom From Rejection. You can get it at lifeoffreedom.site. I promise you it carries a potent punch of revelation that will break you free from cycles of destruction and despair and move you into cycles of blessings and victory, along with many other freedom resources. But this one's important today. Freedom from Rejection, Rejection Revealed, Beverly Maddox, lifeoffreedom.site. I promise you it will be a big, big blessing to your life. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching, Beverly. You were fantastic today. Join our transformation community at transformationcommunity.online. It makes all of our resources available, keeps you updated through our daily email of encouragement, motivation, and revelation, and then also an opportunity that you can give so we can continue to do these broadcasts and podcasts and get the message out, which is what? It is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. And until next time, be blessed.